welcome to Drinks at the Doll, Episode 1, Gateway Episodes. What episode got you hooked on Lost Girl? Listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast way station for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host. My name is Stephanie, and I am so excited to be here for our very first episode. And with me, I have a guest today. Her name is Chris. She is Chris Jen on Twitter, K R I S G E N. How's it going, Chris? Hello. Thank you for being here. And for our first episode, we're going to talk about gateway episodes. Um, This topic was inspired by Salon.com. They're doing a feature right now where they're talking about what are good episodes to show of long series to people to introduce them to a series. So, so far they've done Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Doctor Who, Deadwood, and Friday Night Lights. And I'll include links to those in the show notes for this episode over at drinksatthedoll.com. They'll be in the show notes for episode one. But I thought it'd be a good and kind of a fun thing to talk about our Lost Girl Gateway episodes. What are the episodes that got us hooked on the show? And what are the episodes that we would show to other people to get them hooked on the show? Now, for me, I think the episode that got me hooked on the show was Vexed. It's the eighth episode of the first season. And as probably many of you know, it was actually the original pilot. Um, If people don't know what that means, during pilot season, they will make a kind of a trial version of a show and say, this is what our show is going to be like. And they'll shop it around to networks and say, here, don't you want to buy this? For Lost Girl, it's kind of unusual. Their pilot episode ended up being the eighth one. And then they went back and made a premiere episode, a first episode, and you know six other episodes leading up to their pilot episode. So that's kind of unusual. But Vexed was the pilot. And you can kind of tell because it opens up with this really beautiful cinematography where we have Bo riding up in an elevator and there's blood dripping down her hand and uh, then we see her walking down this really long kind of gloomily lit hallway generally you don't have time to do stuff like that when you're shooting regular episodes that's kind of a luxury of the pilot that you get to have these really long beautiful shots but I think that's some of the best cinematography in the show and um, that just really hooked me immediately another thing I really like about Vex is the sex scenes which sounds kind of sleazy i know but what (laughs) but what i mean is that the sex scenes in this episode really confirmed for me that lost girl was going to be something different in terms of how it portrays sexuality and sexual orientation because this is the first episode where we see Bo having sex with two different people not at the same time and both the male and female partners are presented as really viable options for her Another thing I really like about Vex is I like Siegfried a whole lot. In the middle of the Twilight craze, it was really nice to see kind of this chubby kind of fey vampire. Uh, you know, not the shiny, sparkly people. <laughs> and uh, so so Siegfried, is, as well as the Will of the Wisp from there's a will, Where There's a Will, There's a Fae, kind of said to me that Lost Girl was going to have fun with these interpretations of these mythological creatures. They weren't going to be these representations we might have seen dozens of times before. 
And another thing I really like about Vex is I think it has some fantastic scenes in it. I think the the scene where Bo uh, and Dyson are talking after they have sex and Dyson is telling Bo that she needs to start handling her healing on her own. I think that's a great scene. I think the fight scene between Bo and the Morag is really, really good. One of the best fight scenes on the epi- on the series. The, the scene right after that where Dyson is insisting that Bo needs to join a side. I think that's fantastic. And then um, Bo being really hurt when she realizes that Lauren had sex with her to distract her. I think that's a fantastic scene. I think there's some really good acting and really good writing in all of those scenes. So how about, how about you, Chris? What, is, what do you think was the episode that got you hooked? Well, first of all, I have to agree that um, Vexed is a fantastic episode. And uh, also that... Um, and I, I didn't realize this at the time, of course, because... It wasn't on yet, but uh, Orphan Black is actually co-created by the guy who directed that episode. And uh, I, I noticed in one of my recent rewatches of it that that his name was on there, and you know, I can I can see it, you know, comparing the two. Anyway, but yeah, as as far as episodes that I got hooked, um, you know, I, I started watching it when Sci-Fi Channel started airing it, and. And liked it from the beginning, but at the same time, you know, I, I just sort of was watching it. But I, I distinctly remember uh, 103, Sorority, being on. And, you know, there's, I don't remember what point it was. I think Bo had just walked out in her security t-shirt and aviators. And I just remember thinking, this show is so ridiculous, and I love it. Yeah, for sure, Vexed is one of those great episodes where you really know you're watching something really cool, something that's not like everything else. Um, and Vex in, in Vex, I mean, that's, that's quite a villain right there. And I'm kind of sorry they don't have him on more now, but I remember having another one of those moments where you're just kind of like, you know, man, this, this show is great. Uh, I forget what, I think it's episode 217, which I know is late in the series, but there's the the battle with the and I can't remember what it's called now the the flame creature that was the Charouf. Really? Yes. I'm impressed. Um the volcano monster, I guess it was. And they were having that fight in the kitchen. Yeah, Bo goes after him with the um liquid nitrogen. I love that scene. I don't know why I love that scene. But I love that scene. No, I think um, I actually, a couple of listeners picked the um, O Kappa My Kappa, which is the third episode that has Bowen, uh, it has Kinsey going undercover in the sorority. And I think that was a big one for Kinsey fans because you get to see Kinsey run kind of a, not really a scam, but you know, she goes undercover and that's always really great. But I think O Kappa My Kappa is a great episode too because I really like the creature in it. And But you don't see him until the very end. I'm sorry to interrupt. Also, uh, yes, I apologize for not referring to it as O Kappa My Kappa. I knew sorority wasn't right, but that's what my iTunes has it listed as for some reason right now. I'm sorry. Continue. No, it, uh, so the, I like the creature a whole lot. I like that there was a, a human attached to the creature. It wasn't just the fae being bad. I like that you saw some more. There is, you know, sort of knowledge of the fae from humans, but sometimes it's... it's uh, in that case, it was a fae, or sorry, a human exploiting a fae rather than the other way around. And I think oftentimes on the series, we see how humans are exploited by fae. So I think that's kind of interesting. Symbiotic nature of it. And um, 
217. I'm trying to remember. Oh, The Girl Who Fade with Fire. That's the name of the episode. That's right. <laughs> uh, with the Cheroof in it. I really like that episode. I really like that episode, too. That has, I don't think it has Lauren in it. No, it does have Lauren in it, but briefly. It has Lauren and Nadia in it, so it has all the characters in it, so that's always good. I like, I'm like. i always kind of sad when one of the characters is missing from an episode. And I think the Chiroof is a really cool monster. It's got really good effects. And um, I really like seeing Hale's family in that episode a whole lot. So that's another good one for me. Um, so as far as a gateway episode that I would use to get somebody hooked on the show... The one that I could think of, I went through several, but the one that I could think of besides the pilot, because I actually think that Lost Girl has a pretty good, ooh, excuse me, not the pilot, the premiere. Like I said, it's unusual for the for the first episode to not have been the pilot, but the premiere episode, the first episode, is really good. But I think another good one to use would maybe be Arachnophobia. And the reason I think this one is a good one, I like the episode, period. I think it's a lot of fun. But I think it's really good because all the main characters are there. If you think about it, actually, Hale is not in the pilot. He's not in Vexed that I can think of. I might be wrong, but I feel like he is not in that episode. So Hale's missing from Vex. So I think that makes Vex not the best gateway episode. But everybody's in arachnophobia and everybody, with maybe the exception of Trick, has a pretty good storyline in there because you have... Dyson and Lauren, who are kind of at each other over Bo, you see some competition going on there. Um, Bo and Kenzie have good storylines as they get paranoid and 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 start um, trying to kill each other. And then you have Hale, who comes in and he gets bitten by the spider too. So everybody has a pretty good storyline, with maybe the exception of Trick. But you also see how everybody's relationship works. It really does a really good job of delineating. Bo and Kenzie are friends, usually. That's why it's so weird that they start not trusting each other. You know, uh, Hale and Dyson are buds. Dyson and Trick are buds. Trick is, Trick is you know, the, the the Giles, if you will. And on this show, he has the, the information about the creatures. So I think it does a really good job delineating all the relationships. Another reason I love Arachnophobia is because Kenzie scams somebody. Her shaman, I think Shaman Scani, I've never been quite sure what her name was, but the shaman scam that she does, I think, is hilarious. It's probably my favorite Kenzie scam ever. Um, <laughs> I love the please to shut up and like stage stick, <laughs> she says to Bo. I think it's hysterical. And Ksenia Solo does some really good physical comedy with that role. And like like Chris mentioned about Vex. Vex in Vexed. Um, you've got a really good villain, I think. Even though he's not a human villain that you can relate to, I think that actually makes a good villain because you can't reason with the with the Dijian. The Dijian's going to bite you, and you just got to deal with it. Um, and it's also really tough to kill. Um, so I, I, li- I think the Dijian's actually a pretty good villain. Plus, it's creepy because most people don't like spiders, right? Nobody likes spiders. Which actually might make this not the greatest episode to introduce some people to the show. But yes, I agree. Arachnophobia is is a good introductory episode. Um, and another thing to talking about the Bowen Kenzie relationship, I actually completely uh, inadvertently ended up watching this episode yesterday afternoon. <laughs> and one thing I noticed, especially the the episode opens up on two sisters, two older sisters. And they live together and clearly have been living together for some time. And it starts off with one of them murdering the other one using knitting needles. 
And aside from that being a great, horrifying visual, especially with the Dijin crawling out of the ball of yarn, which, if you're a knitter, I am a knitter, is horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) But what I liked about that, thinking back on it, um, that really sets it up nicely because here you have people who are actually sisters and, you know, murdering each other. So it sets up nicely for the Bo and Kenzie relationship because they're, you know, practically sisters, have a sisterly relationship. So it is one of those things um, I thought was sort of a, a nice mirror in the episode, uh, setting it up that way that, you know, people who've been close all their lives are suddenly turning on each other. So so as somebody, you know, if you were to introduce somebody to the show with this episode, that sort of setting up for them, you know, that that Bo and Kenzie relationship, how close they are. So another thing I really like about this episode is we see Hale uses power. I think Hale has one of the coolest powers on the show. I wish that they showed it more. I mean, granted, he's using it to try to kill Kenzie, which is not the nicest that we see Hale use his power for, but I I really like Hale's power, so I like seeing him use it in this episode. So another one that I kind of considered might be a good intro episode was Original Skin, where everybody switches bodies. And that is like, it seems to be a huge fan favorite. It seems like whenever I, I see a panel from a from a Comic-Con where the cast is there or see an interview with with one of the cast or or something like that. It feels like almost every time somebody brings up original skin. So I feel like it's a huge fan favorite. So that in of itself might make it a good intro episode. But I didn't end up going with that one because I think what makes that episode so much fun is seeing the characters act not like themselves. So if you haven't seen the show that much, you won't get as much of a kick out of seeing Dyson act like Kenzie, you know, because you're not used to Dyson being dour all the time and being broody, 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 as my as my partner likes to say. <laughs> so that's why I, I ultimately didn't go with that one. My friend and I have a word for that. We call it broodtuitous. Broodtuitous? Yes, broodtuitous. What does that mean? It's gratuitous broodiness. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Would you say Angel on Buffy is gratuitous? Yes, Angel on Buffy is definitely gratuitous. I believe we came up with the phrase at uh, San Diego Comic Con back in '04. I think we were probably talking about Batman, but yes, Angel Angel is gratuitous. Also, we call Dyson gratuitous with love. He was just particularly broody in season two. Do you, uh, can you think of any other episodes that might be good? Kind of gateway episodes for fans. You know, I don't know. I've I've tried to get a couple of my friends to watch the show subtly, like mentioning that I'm watching it and that I'm enjoying it. The the Brutuitous friend actually emailed me recently and, and said that she'd watched the first episode. She hadn't gotten to the rest of it, but uh, she said she was was looking on Netflix or something and came across it and, and she said something in her brain was was telling her that someone or something she trusted told her that she would like it, so she watched it. But, um, and she she did say she enjoyed it. So, yeah, the the first episode does actually seem to be a decent enough way to go, and and it does have the characters and the setup. But but yeah, I mean, I understand that uh, not necessarily 
representative of the series and all the setup and whatnot, but um, I've got to go with agreeing with what you've said thus far. The one thing, oh, I forgot to say this, the one thing about arachnophobia that's maybe a drawback is that it doesn't really set up the whole light fae versus dark fae dichotomy. I don't think we mentioned, they mentioned dark fae at all in that episode. So watching that as the first episode, you you would miss getting that set up. So that's like the one drawback, I think, about Arachnophobia as a gateway episode, is it doesn't mention the Dark Fae. But other than that, I think it's a really good gateway episode for people who maybe don't like to sit through a lot of exposition and explaining, and they just kind of want to see what the show is going to be like. So um, overwhelmingly, I, I asked people about their what episode got them hooked on... Lost Girl, as well as what episode they use as gateway episodes to introduce other people to the show. Overwhelmingly, lis- listeners said that It's a Fey 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 World, which is the the premiere, was the episode that got them hooked on the series. So I think that does speak to Lost Girl having a really good premiere episode. So kudos to the production team for making actually a pretty good first episode. F. Hassett on Twitter said... Loved when Bo won the test and did not pick sides. Of course, Kenzie equals hysterical and Lauren equals cute. Uh, Joe, who is JoeCool70 on Twitter, said, The moment when Lauren told Bo her touch was informative, but was flustered and stuttered, I was hooked. And then Lost Lost Girl Fables, or Silk Sight on Twitter, said, The time I switched on and saw Anna Silk's lovely face, the line was baited. It got to the elevator scene, and I was totally hooked. And then Katie S., who actually emailed us, which you can email us to at feedback at drinksofthedoll.com. Katie S., who is I Love Betty McRae on Twitter, she emailed and said, I, It's just a solid plot pilot, and no one really knows what's happening, and you can feel that connection between Kenzie and Bo, and Dyson and Bo, and Lauren and Bo, all from the start. It sets the whole show up perfectly, and it really is essential to understanding the Fey world and the relationships that Bo develops with certain people and why. And I think that's a really good summary of why the premiere works. It does set up that Fey world really well as well as introduce all of the key relationships really well. Oh, Kappa My Kappa, as I kind of mentioned before, seemed to be an episode that really hooked Kenzie fans. Uh, Kevin Batchelder, who is K Batchelder on Twitter, says, I'm a big Kenzie fan, so I was on board from episode one, but by episode three, when she went to college, slam dunk. I can totally see that. I love Kenzie as the sorority girl. You know, she thinks she touched a boob. Um... <laughs> And then as far as episodes that people use to introduce the show to other people, Vexed was the most popular choice. Um, Nick, who is Lone Jaguar on Twitter, said, I asked newbies to give it until 1.08, which is Vexed. There's no way you can't be hooked after that. So it's, it's a good, apparently, like watershed moment. Like, if you don't like the show by now, you're probably not going to like the show. So that, I think, is it for us. On our first episode, I'm so excited to get this recorded and get this out there. Um, I'll have links and and the tweets and emails that I mentioned listed in the show notes, which you can find at drinksatthedoll.com. This is the show notes for episode one. And thank you so much to Chris for being a last minute guest. You're welcome. (laughs) You did you did fine. You did fine. Good. I'm glad. And uh, thank you so much for listening. we would love to have feedback from you about this episode. What, you know, what is your episode that got you hooked on Lost Girl? What are some topics you'd like to hear us discuss? We're just getting started. And while we have a pretty good list going, I'd always like to hear some feedback from some more people. So you can send that feedback to feedback 
at drinksatthedoll.com. That's an email address, obviously. We're on Twitter as Drinks at the Doll. And then you can also give us a call and leave us a voicemail, and we would love to include your actual voice on the show. And you, that number is 972-514-7223. And you'll want to keep your message under about three minutes to avoid being cut off. But we would again, we would love to have a voicemail left by somebody. Thank you for spending time with us here at Drinks at the Doll. And thank you again to my guest, Chris. Our theme song is She Who Wandered Infatuation by Yoshimasu Kamiya. My name is Stephanie, and thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.